0: Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the twice-weekly podcast about the podcast, Too Beautiful to Live. As most of you know, our Friday releases are usually interviews with fans, clip shows, or like last week, just three of us, hosts, going blah, blah, blah about everything but TBTL. But on the first Friday of every month, we have super fan and TBTL completist Phyllis Fletcher. But before we get to her, my name is Mike Frizzell, also known as The Jail Dude, and I'm in the Orkin Pest Control Studios in Kyle, Texas. Joining me from the Scott's Turf Builder Studios in Linwood, Washington, is the longest-running co-host of this podcast, the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hello, Christy.
1: Hello, Mike.
0: You can also call me that, by the way, if you're ever doing the intro and I'm and, and you're bringing me in. Okay. I, <laughs> feel free. Uh, and of course, we are joined by Phyllis Fletcher, but not from the Housecoat Studios in Finney Ridge, uh, neighborhood of Seattle, but from a wonderful setting on the most bucolic and flat ...of the Ferry Service San Juan Islands, and that is Lopez Island. Hello, Phyllis. Hey, Mike. <laughs> so, usually we do, a, Why? Why? you know, while we have you, and yeah. I can't resist uh, this week because Lopez Island is my happy place. This is the place where um, I spent summers growing up, where my family bought some property. They put up a tent, and then over a period of years, put up a cabin, and over a period of years, turned that into an actual house... And it was beautiful and wonderful, and I have so many great memories there, and we sold it um, a few years ago because nobody except my brother seemed to be getting up there anymore. But um, Lopez is the best. You ever been on Lopez before, and what are you doing up there, and where are you staying? All that stuff.
2: Well, my first time here was a couple years ago when um, I recorded your 50th birthday message from here. Hmm. (laughs) Um, I was up here on the 4th, um, a couple of years ago. Um, a friend of mine grew to love coming up here, um, because she was, she used to come up here for work a lot. And, um, she started, Wait, what doing, kind
0: of work oh, would call someone up to Lopez Island? Well, that's where you go to get away from work. What is, what is, right. the work?
2: <laughs> uh, being a private chef.
0: Oh, rich people! Okay, yep. gotcha.
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So she used to do that, and um, and then she started um, doing vacation rentals up here because she loved it so much, and um, she became friends uh, with a woman who was doing that with her for a while, and then that friend bought a place and very generously invited me and Josh, um, even though she's only you know, hung out with us a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um our kids are about the same age and they were just so nice to extend the invitation. We were like, we gotta do it. So uh so I came up here. We all came up here. Um they had already been here for a day and or a day and a half and then we got here. And then uh by the time this is released to the world, uh we will have been back for a couple of days. Um but it's um it's been really, really awesome, and they've been so nice to have us, and this house is beautiful, and from what I understand, it's right across Mud Bay from your old house.
0: Yeah, we have a very, sorry, I don't like when people say very unique house. We had mm-hmm. a unique house because um, my uh, uncle was a, uh, actually, my my grandfather was a, a carpenter, and my um my uncle is a, I mean, he he would build houses from the ground up, and, and he always did unusual things. And my other uh, uncle was an architect and wanted to do unique things. He uh, normally built hospitals, but they all put their passions into this house. And my dad was just a big, strong guy, so that worked out um, good because he got to do most of the, the shitty work, and they, they got to do all the fun, designy stuff but it's, it's pretty incredible place. I I hope you can like, uh, get a picture across the bay and I can point it out to you. It used to be further back in the woods, but it slowly slid toward the water. So it's, it might be almost in the water by now. Wow. <laughs>
2: well, I will, I will go down since I have, so this is the fourth today. So since I actually have today off, I will go down to the beach and, uh, Try to get a good like kind of panorama, and then Mm -hmm. send it to you, and and you can uh, tell me to zoom in on any particular spot or something.
0: Cool. So, so this, yeah, yeah, like you said, it's the fourth. There used to be, I mean, sporadically, it was never every year, but there would be fireworks um, often, uh, either over Fisherman's Bay or the most spectacular ones were um, where the Richardson General Store burned to the ground. There's a lovely bay there that they used to do fireworks. Is there something going on on the island? And are you guys going?
2: I don't know if we're going. Um, th- there was a couple of years ago. There was, there was stuff that we could, I think we could see it from the vacation rental that we had at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that um, and from what I recall, that's on the other side. So yeah. I bet there'll be, there are teenagers in our, in our crew this weekend. So um, they're going to want to see surprised something. If they wanted to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they they would probably want to check it out. So if uh if they want and then if they want to go, Gus will probably want to go. So there'll probably be some momentum uh going towards that and that that'd be cool. It's also the birthday of the hostess here and so um we'll probably roll with what she wants to do too. So that's
0: cool. The only thing that kind of sucks about um 4th of July in Seattle Especially if you have smaller kids and and they want to go see the fireworks or whatever, the fireworks don't go off till about ten o'clock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that that's is. a long time for kids to stay up. Like, is Gus is he yet, yet to the age where he likes watching this stuff? And
2: oh, yeah, he would like it. And he's a total night owl. Like the first okay. night that we were here, I think the kids were up till midnight. So um, they're ready to rock and roll with uh, whatever's going on. Although tomorrow's going to be the hectic day because that's the day we're all going back and so Mm -hmm. you know we have to you know do a bunch of laundry and make stuff nice and you know pack things and then we're super lucky that um they accommodated our not driving um across you know like not taking the car across on the ferry yeah so when we get to the ferry we'll be able to just like walk on um so Mm -hmm. but i have to work and help clean up and Get to the ferry. <laughs> That's totally
0: nice, though, because uh, the the day after holiday, coming back from the island, I mean, you have to go to the dock five, yeah. six, seven hours in advance if you you know if you want to make it because the line yeah just is incredible. So you you just you just stroll on there and it's like no fuss. That's amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah. We um a couple years ago we drove across and. We had that, like, um, Scarlett O'Hara as God is my witness moment.
1: <laughs> 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 not wanting to do it again. Yeah, not but a lot to do. do not to a lot take? to do. Which ferry do you take to look
2: at um, Oh, gosh. Well, it's from Anacortis. Oh,
1: okay. So yeah. how do you get – is your car parked in Anacortis somewhere?
2: Yes. Okay. This was amazing, too, too. Um, So this, the two things that I was mass stressed about with coming up here and, you know, I wanted to accept the invitation. Gus, we hadn't told him yet, but we knew he would really want to go. And I just kept wrestling with it because I was like, I'm, I absolutely don't have those days off. I will have to work except on the fourth and, um, the, the parking thing, because I knew we'd be going up close enough to the fourth that the parking lots would probably be full or almost full and we would mm-hmm. have to do shenanigans to figure out where to put our car for a couple of days, or we would be hosed and end up needing to drive over at the last second. And I really didn't want to do that seven hour wait yeah. um to come back. And so, you know, I was stressing, I was stressing. We got up here Or we got up to Anacortes, we went through all the overflow lots, they were full, they were full, they were full. I was like, Oh, God. And so we went down to the very bottom lot closest to the ferry to turn around. And Gus said, someone's leaving. And someone was leaving, and we got a spot Sweet. right next to the ferry terminal. It was amazing. And yeah. he was so proud of himself. It was so cute. <laughs> and we were like, you should be. This yeah. was awesome. You just made the trip so much better. He's a
1: good luck charm.
2: I know, it was so cute. He was so excited and proud of himself. It was amazing. So, we were really happy that's how it worked out and we paid for the parking for 3 days and they have a 2-hour grace period and you can re-up the parking over the phone. Oh, so like nice. if somehow we got hosed and didn't get back on time, Josh has the receipt and we could call and extend it. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. That's nice. You know that person could have stood stood by their car and said, "Hey, you want this spot?" And and you <laughs> yeah. probably would have broken open the wallet for that, right?
2: Yeah, I would have broken open a few things. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> take out the mouth mouth been, guard for that one. <laughs> I would have been willing to do many things yeah. to get that good right. parking spot. <laughs>
0: Because <laughs> I, I, I've never done that, but I've thought about that before, like um, when I used to work at Safeco and I'd, I'd, I'd get there super early in the morning and I would be leaving like right as the game was starting, you know, I'd hand it over to somebody at like six thirty seven o'clock and I'm getting to my excellent parking spot. And I know I could have made money every night by just yep. standing there, <laughs> these poor That's bastards right. getting there late, you know, they're going to miss the game if yeah. I don't, hey, uh, 10 bucks, this one's yours right here. You know? <laughs>
2: right oh ten bucks i i I would have forked over ten instantly, absolutely, yeah, yep.
0: yeah but good for us. well, uh, yep. a couple of things about Lopez on you're staying on Mud Bay, which is actually you know the name's not great, but the bay is beautiful Oops. um hello it's uh it's a great bay for for crabbing, so barb uh if you ever get okay. up to mud Bay again, set your traps um mm-hmm. you're looking you're looking directly across at where I used to be, and then if you look all the way to the left at the uh peninsula that comes out um from the south end of the island and 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 points back north this the sperry peninsula you'll you'll just see that short that strip of where it's just uh enough to put a road on have you looked at that no um, okay when you get down there you know um look look all the way to the left and there's that there's a massive peninsula it's like a triangular um triangle shaped peninsula. It's called Sperry Peninsula. And there used to be a camp called Camp Northwestern. I think Megan Coughlin even went to that camp, even though her family had a place on Lopez oh. Island. And it was just this great um, camp that uh, everyone loved. And uh, Paul Allen bought that peninsula out from under them in like nineteen in the mid 1990s. I remember I was in prison and my mom was sending me the articles because it was really interesting. He ousted them from there, and there was it was kind of a ruckus. And then he helped them, I think, buy another island out west of Orcas called John's Island, which is about the same size as Sperry Peninsula, and set up their camp. But he bought it basically, I think, for his mom because he built, you know, just some beautiful uh, housing and, and some facilities out there. And I know his mom lived out there, and he would come park his yacht. I don't know if he still does this in Mud oh, Bay. Wow. And this mm-hmm. yacht was so big I swear it displaced water, you know, even though it's, it's in the sound. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: It was like when I was in college, um my little brother in my fraternity was a really rich kid and he was from Laconia and his um he was a Native American and his dad uh invented some sort of movie ticketing software or something and he got super rich and really nice family and I went up to visit him in La and I remember his dad had a boat that was so big it had a boat bigger on it than I'd ever a boat on it on top of it too (laughs) that was bigger than any boat I'd ever (laughs) been in you know and like when Paul Allen parked his yacht uh, you could look at it and go there were like there was there was a boat the size of my friend's boat on top of Paul Allen's boat. And then that <laughs> helicopter, third boat right? was on. <laughs> right. And there's room for a helicopter. I'm yeah. Like, his, I know oh one my. of
1: his yachts has a helicopter pad on it.
0: Incredible. Wow! <laughs> but um, that's, the the that's, reason I'm telling this story is my uncle used to like to, you know, um, for exercise, row around the bay. And uh-huh. the once they set up their compound and you'd start rowing and get anywhere near the shore, these... These armed guys would start walking down the beach oh, yeah. toward you. Yep, I've seen that. Uh,
2: not up here, but I've and, seen that. And know, also like if you
0: if you took your car anywhere near that little road that that goes across the, to this peninsula, oh, the no. same guys. Just like black, you know, just kind of the guys like on The Simpsons that guard the that guard the supervillain. You know, they got the black turtlenecks mm. and the and <laughs> the black slacks and the guns and you're like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Uh I guess uh I guess I'm not allowed to talk to Paul Allen's mom no today <laughs> do you normally um i would i would like to chat with her you know why not um nobody nobody at camp norwester ever cared if we came up close to the shore they were always very friendly but things changed when uh when paul allen took over it's a really beautiful peninsula i'm not surprised he bought it and he just has built some lovely he kept some of the buildings and he he built some really awesome stuff into the landscape you know he didn't do that thing you know we've talked about where the big billionaire rich guy wants to make it look like his own you know this is me or whatever he he built it like like uh bill gates did into the into the side of the lake you know you you'd hardly know you know mm-hmm. but when you get when you get on the telescope you go oh, jesus christ those yeah. are some beautiful armed guards. in there yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah <and laughs> that, you, you, that happens
1: you, over by um bill gates house too if you get within a certain waterline boats come out of nowhere <laughs> right <Yep. laughs> to get you away.
2: Yep, it's totally. I've seen totally that. True.
0: I've uh, I've yep. been to the guard shack at Bill Gates' house. I delivered pizzas to to the guard shack because that's as far as you get to go. Mm. But it's, it's a lovely shack. It's a nicer guard shack than any house I've ever. Lived right. In.
1: <laughs> wow. Um. I know Paul Allen has actually three yachts that he parks all over the world and has full mm-hmm. staffs for each one, and then he flies to wherever he decides he wants to go. And he
0: gives the yeah, he,
1: yacht captain a certain like 10 hours notice
0: that he's coming. He's a very yachty mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, he's a yacht-y. He's big yachty, not <laughs> yeah. little yachty. No. <laughs> so the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, Phyllis, was um, mm-hmm. you you talked about in our in our chat um, that y'all, y'all did meal planning and that you had meals. You were assigned meals for this thing. Emily's family does this too. Have, had, did you do this? two years ago. I mean, is this a, uh, do you enjoy that process?
2: Yeah. So, so, you know, considering that it's the least that we can do, um, you know, we absolutely are on it with all that mm-hmm. stuff. It was complicated a little bit this time by the fact that we were, um, you know, not driving across. So we couldn't just buy a bunch of stuff on the other side and then drive it up ourselves. So mm-hmm. on Saturday I went with my friend to Costco And, you know, we bought a bunch of stuff and split it, um, without regard to like who was making what or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and we, I had already signed up me and Josh, which, you know, in practical terms ends up being Josh (laughs) for, um, for four meals. And I figured out you know, when to do them based on when we would be her. So we weren't like responsible for breakfast immediately the morning after we got here or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, I signed us up for lunch, dinner, breakfast, lunch, four in a row. Um, the oh, really? third and the fourth and, um, and yeah, so far so good. I mean, I've helped, a little. Um, the, the I ended up having to work more on Monday than I anticipated. I was hoping for an easy day and it wasn't an easy day, but I did at least make the Brussels sprouts for Josh's flank steak dinner and everybody loved it and was really, really good. So that's great. Um, I can't remember what lunch was yesterday. Um, he wanted to make scones for this morning, so... Uh, we did that, and then um, right now he's making tacos for everybody, and the kids are really excited about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Can't well, you got teenagers there, so you know it'll all get eight for sure.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they'll be they'll be going to town on that. Yeah.
0: Emily's family is completely food obsessed, and when we go um, to her <laughs> brother's place, they have yeah. they have the you know they have the chart and they have everything, everything you know. Or, every, you're Responsible for this, they're responsible for that. My problem with it is I can't eat three full meals a day. So yeah, it's, it's it is just a problem. too much.
2: Yeah, and I actually this um this upcoming weekend I'm going to be going away again with my book club, and um it's another family where they've had property in a different part of Western Washington State called Harstein Island for decades. And um, our friend who founded the book club married into that family. And so they now um, have, uh, you know, primary responsibility for a cabin there. And um, they love to go there all the time, especially in the summer. And he's really had to, um, you know, rein us in with the food because I think when you don't do that kind of thing very often, you're like, okay, we need, you know, we need a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner, and everybody wants to contribute, and nobody wants to be, you know, coming up Mm -hmm. short and be whack or anything, but he's had to be like, hey, (laughs) we're not actually going to eat all this stuff, and it's really not that great to bring all this food to the cabin, and then we're trying to figure out, you know, what to throw out at the last second. It's a big pain. Like, let's, Let's chill a little bit on the food. And um, he made a really good uh, point about that this year. So I think it's going to be a little better under control. But um, I mentioned that to Josh, too, because this was another thing that um, that entered into it. A bunch of people were doing a fun run this morning. And um, Josh and I don't do <laughs> – fun runs <laughs> out of here and it's so, an oxymoron as far nothing as fun about yeah writing. what's up with that it rhymes but it doesn't mean anything right? and no. so
0: the like, rhyme isn't working had, on me
2: yeah what is up with that and so i mean uh, probably about half of these scones will end up being eaten um you know the people who ate them really enjoyed them um i'm well familiar with the TDP, uh, takedown podcast, (laughs) anti scone positioning. I understand it. (laughs) Um, if you feel like you have too many
0: raccoons around your cabin, just throw the scones out there. (laughs) Just
2: throw a scone at their head. Yeah. (laughs) And so, um, you know, but I was just like, you know, probably just like fruit and cereal and yogurt will be enough for the people who want it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think that he had that same feeling that kicks in of like, well, if I signed up for a breakfast, I should provide. Mm -hmm a breakfast, you know? So he, he did, but you know, the people who did the fun run, like, you know, fortunately my friend who was the chef for so many years, she like, you know, whipped up some scrambled eggs and they had some fruit and, you know, they got what they needed before they went out. And then when I was getting up, my friend's husband already decided he was, he was like, Oh, I need to, I need to bake this scone dough that Josh made. I was like, man, are you sure? And, you know, he was like, yeah, I want to do it. So he did it. And then that allowed me to prepare for what we're doing right now. (laughs) So it's very nice that he did that. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, my my suggestion for this, uh, for this type of thing, and I think Christy, you'll, you'll like this as someone who, you know, plans all this Mm -hmm. kind of crap for, for work is how about, um, two meals, uh, a, a brunch and a dinner, and then mm-hmm. yeah. somebody is assigned a specialty cocktail for the day or for each Ooh, for each yeah. And yeah. meal. And then
1: you can always have leftovers.
0: Yeah, yeah. because yeah, if someone is that hungry and the and the teenagers yeah. maybe are that those per- they can get eat the leftover taco stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, oh,
2: totally. I mean, so the leftovers are accumulating as we speak, <laughs> Right. Josh made this up. amazing flank steak last night. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping someone will chop some of that up into tacos, because it yep. only probably about two thirds of it got eaten. And he, I mean, he made three big ass flank steaks. So that's crazy. But well, that's good what you for get tacos. from Costco. So Yeah, I know. I think it would be great. So, you know, maybe maybe they're... And he's making that right now. So maybe that's what's part of what's What's going on. But also, my friend, the chef, made these amazing meatballs the other night. And, like, we tore into them. But there's definitely at least a lunch left of these meatballs. So I'm hoping somebody tears into that. But I don't think it's going to be me because I'm stuffed.
1: (laughs) That's That's one thing that I... Don't understand about camping is we take all of our stuff and then we live outside yeah. in the dirt and and then yeah. all we do is eat like okay well I know. we're gonna eat it's breakfast great. okay then we're gonna it's clean great. up all the dishes and then we're gonna start lunch yeah. like just stay home you would save money I know and you get to sleep in your own bed I just don't get it
2: <laughs> I know I'm definitely I'm cooking and cleaning up way more than I yes. do in my own house <laughs> but it is gorgeous here I have to say and they very very generously gave us what i've figured out as the master suite i mean they so didn't have to do that but um uh-huh. they did and um it's beautiful mm-hmm. so i'm really happy to be here but yeah i'm definitely doing more work yeah it's I like chores house.
1: um the one I time do. i did a situation like this we rented a houseboat on lake roosevelt have you guys ever uh-huh. been to lake roosevelt um I, don't think, so. I right.
2: think I have. Yeah, it's, I think I have. With my church when I was a kid.
1: It's weird because it's the Columbia River, but when they dam when the dams up, it's Lake Roosevelt. <laughs>
0: right. Um yeah. so this is a right. big
1: thing you rent these big houseboats we had probably seven people on it has all these bedrooms, two bathrooms, a hot tub on the top and you're supposed to just tool around for a whole week and jump in the water. Well, it was the rainiest Eastern Washington has ever been in 300 <laughs> years so we had thought like, Oh, we're going to be fishing and we're going to be hiking and we're going to be doing all this stuff and swimming. So we didn't bring anything else to keep us entertained. And all we did is sit in this houseboat. Well, part of it was same thing. Everyone was assigned different meals and this woman brought, she was going to make teriyaki chicken. So first day, Sunday, she comes in, she has this giant Tupperware thing. That's probably the size of a cookie sheet filled with raw chicken in juices and it was so disgusting and her meal wasn't even till like supposed to be at the end of the week and i was like no "No." okay well and then we have only a tiny fridge it's like being in an rv basically so this this chicken in its juices were sloshing around for days Eh. just dripping over everything and i'm like i i'm glad i don't eat meat (laughs) at this point (laughs) Oh, but people, yeah, the well, health department would have failed you. Now you do. <laughs> it's so disgusting. It's I think we, I think we ended up having to throw it over the boat. No, oh, this fish was grubbing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing is because it was so cold and rainy, no fish route. Oh, <laughs> oh
0: right, good for was, them. They would have been floating up with X's over their eyes. Yeah. If they had the, been in a feeding <laughs> mode. The best
1: thing is you oh, would go God. in every. You could go in as much as you wanted and have all the bathrooms like sucked out or whatever and get gas. Mm -hmm. And we went in after our I think our second day we had Mexican Fiesta. And Uh so we had you a taco bar and margaritas and the whole thing. And then we went and Mm -hmm. our boat was kind of shifting to one side like a lot. It was Mm -hmm. noticeable. So we went in. And they had to suck all the poop out. And the machine was just going crazy. It was like smoking was coming. Smoke was coming out of it. And we all were like, Mexican fiesta. And and then they warned us. They said, you have to. um, So we took numbers. Like one, two, and four pooped on one side. And the other so Mm -hmm. we could keep it even. Poop poop ballast. Right. That's what that's (laughs) called.
0: Speaking of poo... Um, when (laughs) Phyllis was preparing for the show earlier, I was out and about and she was putting together a run sheet and putting the clip on there and I got home, pulled up the run sheet so I could get the clip and the, the title of this episode, at least on the run sheet is Phyllis Fave, wet undies and surprise poo. So, (laughs) um, now I've listened to the clip now, but, uh, why, why did you, why did you pick this and, uh, please set it up for us.
2: Yeah, well, um I picked this because I'm um I was going back to my thing of oh, you know, how should I pick? Well, it's it one easy way to pick is to go back to uh the month that we're in. Um which is our traditional way of doing it that I sometimes deviate from. But I said, "Let me go back and look at some Julys that that we didn't do uh last year." And I kept a uh like I had in my last um <clears throat> excuse me, in my last year or so of of listening to archive episodes, if there was something that stood out to me as being uh, particularly funny, I would make a little note about it in our Slack that we run together. And and, uh, when I was listening to July 2009, I made note of a couple things, and this was one of them. And it was, um, it was, it was. I just called it underwear stories, and I put underwear stories, not the kingdom story. So and I know anyone listening to this is well familiar with Luke's uh, kingdom pooping himself story. This is like a slightly different underwear story, and then it veers at the end into a uh, different type of underwear story. <laughs> so this one starts in July, two thousand nine. Um. When Luke is uh, with Vanessa and getting ready to go on a trip and he's recounting to Jen that he's like at the end of his clean clothes and has to do mass laundry before he takes off on the trip. And part of that was that he had run out of underwear. And so he had been at home trying to get some underwear dry because he really wanted to wear shorts to work. And, of course, with shorts, you have to wear underwear. So that's where this tale begins.
3: Okay.
0: Jeremy, play the tape.
3: So I used to, when I was a kid, sometimes uh, I, I would be, I would go to school and my mom, the my mom would have like thrown the stuff in the dryer, but it wasn't quite dry. And I remember sitting in school and having my underwear drying while I'm sitting in school and having it feel really itchy and just uncomfortable. So I'm not really into that anymore. I'm slightly scarred on that front. So what I had to do was take a single pair of underwear, throw them in the dryer by themselves, themselves, and run the dryer, and then I kept checking on it. And I'm sitting there, i got the baseball game on, the TV, and I'm hoping that Boston will tie it up, therefore extending the game, giving me a little more time to get into the station. Meanwhile, I'm frantically checking my underwear in the dryer, and every time I open the dryer, it lets the heat out.
4: Checked underwear, never dry.
3: That's, I think, uh, a wise man once said that.
4: Ben Franklin, I'm pretty sure. Yes,
3: that's right. So I'm sitting there, and Vanessa's just in hysterics, watching me in my little kind of ridiculous state of having to dry this underwear so I can wear these shorts to work where I'm supposed to be an hour before, previous. <laughs> so I, I'd say I'm pretty prepared for my trip.
4: Yeah, it sounds like it. you have a lot of laundry to do tonight.
3: So you've got underwear on now? I do have underwear on now, although I'm going to tell you it wasn't completely dry. Oh. I, I mean, it was seriously like I thought... What's the what's the rule on missing the opening of the show because I was drying my underwear? I mean, is that an acceptable excuse? And I decided it probably wasn't. So I although actually I'm feeling pretty good right now. Not itching. Not itching. Everything seems okay. So problem solved.
4: I um I'm just trying to think. I mean I definitely I did have to go a day without underwear once, but it was because I wet my pants. <laughs> I was a child. I wet my pants in school uh-huh. in art class. And actually, this boy, and I'm going to name him, Benjamin McNair, was sitting right next to me. The mummy's said, brother. Mm-hmm. And he was <laughs> sitting right next to me. And he looked over and he said, what's that? What is that? And I said, I spilled my art water. And he leaned in. <laughs> is that and he what said, you call it in your family? <laughs> he leaned in and said, that's not art no. water. That's pee. And he raised his hand and said, Mrs. Robinson, um, Jennifer just... Peter pants so then everyone looked over at me and then she said go to the bathroom well i'd been asking her to go to the bathroom for like mm-hmm. an hour and she kept saying wait for recess and so then she says go to the bathroom and i'm like well i did i mean it's too late now <laughs> yeah. so she's like well go clean yourself up so i went and cleaned myself up and it was really embarrassing and all this stuff so i had to go the whole day without underwear because they took it away
3: and <laughs> confiscated it
4: <laughs> and then i got home and my mom said where's your underwear and I said that I fell in a mud puddle. <laughs> I knew I already had tried art water and that didn't work. So I said, I fell in a mud puddle and it got dirty and the nurse took it. And I told this whole story and she goes, Oh, well that's interesting because your school called and said that you peed your pants in class. I'm like, well then why did you
3: Ooh, ask That's me? entrapment. Entrapment. Mm-hmm. I, when I was in kindergarten, I went to this place, I'm not kidding, called pillar of fire, Christian elementary school.
4: class. Oh yeah. yeah sure.
3: <laughs> and I had this teacher, Mrs. Foreigner, who was sadistic, right? And, um, I I uh I remember very clearly uh needing to go to the bathroom so bad that I'm doing a jig in my chair, you know, like sliding back and forth, trying to hold it in. And I was doing a work page, and it was circle the things that start with the letter K. I remember circling K for king. I mean, it's weird how these memories mm-hmm. become very indelibly etched in your mind. And I remember having to go to the bathroom so bad and doing this jig and raising my hand and going, can I please go to the bathroom? And her saying, you have to finish your work. And I'm circling K for king, and it's just like, all right. It's happening in my pants and just peeing and feeling super relieved, feeling pretty great, actually, and never really fixing the situation. Just nobody, nobody noticed that I'd spilled my art water. And I remember going throughout the rest of my day and eventually it sort of dried and everything seemed OK. And then I remember going to this Burger King on Aurora uh, with my mom at, at 130th and Aurora. And my mom going, smells like uh, somebody might have gone potty in their pants and me going, not me. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, speaking of uh, soiled undies, I was walking with Vanessa yesterday in our neighborhood and our neighborhood is, is like a, is a pretty, it's sort of a, a a nice-ish neighborhood. But then if you go up the hill from our house, it's ridiculous. It's, uh, the neighborhood's called Cascadia, sort of overlooks like Washington and these are these incredible houses. They're all like multi, multi multi-million dollar houses. And we're walking, and, and you know, all the people that live in these houses have people that do their lawns, so every, the, everything's manicured, everything's really nice. And we're walking along, and we just smell something horrible. I mean, a very intense, bad smell. And um we look over, and there are some un- underpants. They look to be, like, women's underpants that are just smeared with feces on the parking what? strip of somebody's house with flies on them. Huh. And you, you ever see something like that, and you just go... I need to know the backstory on that. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Did it look like human feces? It did appear to be human, I guess. So I mean, it I... didn't
4: maybe fall out of the car and then a dog came.
3: Right. That would be very odd for a dog to. <laughs> I'm
4: trying to make it not be what it sounds like, which is that a grown woman in your neighborhood who's a multimillionaire went poo in her panties and left them in her front yard. Like, yeah. I want it to not be that.
3: It's like but, a calling card. But that's <laughs> that seems to be the only logical explanation. And yeah, there are so many things like they just there's it just it just raises a bunch of questions. It doesn't answer any of them. And I really wish I I really wish I would have I mean I think if you're gonna do that you should leave a note too that just explains it i mean i don't mind people leaving stuff like that around as long as you can fill in the gaps of the story for me because this is keeping me up at night storyboard it you know just put it right out there yeah it's it's bedeviling me all right so my first
0: question about this underwear is was he did he clean this in the sink why is there one pair of wet clean underwear
1: Right. Well, I I, I think he... he pulled it out of the washer and then put it in the dryer by itself to hope that it would dry faster.
0: Oh, okay, so the the load was done and he didn't oh, I don't know if that's to... the case. I'm saying I hope. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: <laughs>
2: right. Yeah, I think that is a good question that the clip doesn't answer, and so maybe in the show description, I'll have to. Uh, add that in or as a um, a comment on the LRB page or something, because uh, I actually don't remember. I just remember noting that this to me was when it got funny, but it is kind of a weird situation to have a pair of underwear in the dryer. And it's not, if it's in the dryer by itself, it's not going to get dry very fast. <laughs> Maybe he didn't know
1: that. Maybe he yeah. thought if he just, but did I feel run. like we've all done that, right? You take the jeans yeah. out and put it in the wash or the shirt or whatever that you're going to wear.
0: Hair dryer is yeah,
1: yeah, hair dryer. Put it on your body and then dry it because you have the body yeah. heat. Can you yeah. tell I've done this a lot?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Luke watching a baseball game with a hair dryer aimed at his crotch. That Hope, hoping that,
0: that Boston rallies, I think, against yes. the Mariners so that the game will continue yeah. or something
2: yeah it's so bad and and um I mean the thing is though, if you just put in one pair of underwear, it's not gonna tumble. That's the problem yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Stick just to the edges. throw in a, a so towel no air will pass through everybody Vanessa's just sitting there laughing at it.
1: If you put a towel in with it, a dry towel yes. it will mm-hmm. help that's the tip, yep.
0: yeah, well, a little late now, eight years later, right
1: <laughs> but anyone listening <laughs> to this who needs to dry a pair of underwear. Uh-huh. Christie's just the tip of the day is put in a big nice. dry towel
0: with it. Mm-hmm. Well, this one, I mean, it's very Luke though. Yes. To be late for the show, um, I didn't. I didn't get any. I didn't get any call on that day from from Jen. Maybe she wasn't worried about Luke getting there on time because he may have been keeping better contact with her than the day my Moonlight Graham day when I showed up and uh, was was never never called to the plate. <laughs>
1: Oh, Mike, I have a question about that day. Um, yeah, how, I don't remember it. I need to find it though. Do you know the date that it that it
0: happened? Oh no, I really don't. It, it was radio days, of course, so that narrows it way down. Right, but um, he was, was coming back summer? from Vancouver, and it was probably on a Monday.
1: So because he gone was- to a music festival. What was the day that he slept in and called? Is that the day?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. This was this was. They got stuck. They went to a music festival, I think at Whistler or something. Oh, okay. So it would have been like summertimey, and it would have been a Monday. Um, yeah, that's 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 about all I can really tell you. Okay,
2: I have that in our Slack. That day that he slept. <laughs> Oops. Hello? Yeah, that oh.
0: one's funny too. I like that one too. But uh he was he was trying to call on his way back from Vancouver and you know, um he he did cut it really close. Jen did the right thing to try to try to fill that gap, but it was it was fun. I I went on and, and we had some fun. But um but yeah, he, it, he, he used to cut it like insanely close. I can't believe <laughs> how
1: close he would cut it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we find out the mummy has a brother, right?
1: Yeah, Ben. This so, is, I just tried to find him on Facebook and couldn't find him.
0: Benjamin Vickner. Um, what are the chances, ladies, that uh, the mummy is estranged from this brother at this point?
1: <laughs> <Pretty>. About 50-50? <laughs> I would say 80-20.
0: I mean, if the brother has had anything worthy of stealing in his entire adult life, you know the mummy has stolen it, Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Power, you know, <laughs> booze, whatever.
1: I do want to see what he looks... I, I want to know all about him, but I don't actually want... Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to meet him.
0: Yeah, he could be a fox. You never know. There's good genes there. Maybe right. he's Maybe he's brushed his teeth in the last 20 years, so he still has his, unlike the mummy. <laughs> yeah,
1: Possibly. But... Um, Okay, so did Jen say oh, wait. how old she was when this incident happened? Oh, she said she was a little kid. Yeah, and at Jesus Creek. So, yeah, right. It seems
2: like it seems like something an elementary schooler would would say.
0: I spilled my art water.
1: Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: I'm not even artistic <laughs> to know what that even means. So, when you put your paintbrushes, yes. come up with that one. Your paintbrushes. Oh, that's yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but,
2: I was thinking paint and brush, paint brushes, or possibly like paper mache or something. But uh-huh. that was one of those oh, things right. that I was Di- like,
0: the dipping sauce I, I for like, the paper mache. Yeah,
2: yeah. I was like, oh, I wish they had kept using that because it was so funny when he did that one callback to it in the clip. Yeah. So yeah. funny. Yeah.
1: Um, if if I were <laughs> a person that herb. still wet my pants, <laughs> I would say I
0: spilled my uh, art water.
2: I know. It's cute.
0: It's it's so great. All these pee stories. I mean, mine my my pee story that I told a couple times already about peeing in my boots. Um, I didn't like to talk to adults. I was scared of adults. I don't think I ever raised my hand in in class to go to the bathroom, and that that was the reason that that happened because my teachers were nice and probably would have said, "Yeah, sure, go to the bathroom." But these assholes at Jesus Creek. I mean, she's Jen. You know, she's not a troublemaker. If she says right. she has to go to the bathroom.
1: Christ if, if you are that kind of person you need to not be teaching little kids because when little kids say they have to go to the bathroom it's already too late
0: right yeah she's not going to have to smoke some weed or <laughs>
2: yeah right
0: she's a little kid she says she has to go to the bathroom she's going to go to the bathroom whether it's in the bathroom or in her pants Right. and, and then, then it becomes a pants. you problem like
1: everyone's problem at that point
0: yeah yeah absolutely um oh, I, was I had a, a teacher upset with her mom. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Christy. Okay.
1: Oh, I had a teacher who um I think I've talked about it before. You got five um little cards with a number on it every day and and we were named a number. Like we didn't have names, just a number. And mm-hmm. you got five of those a day. And that could be questions if you had questions about the homework or mm. going to the bathroom.
0: Right. So- it's like NFL challenges, you know. <laughs>
1: You only get it right. And then when you're out, you're peeing your pants, I guess. And so I would use all of mine for questions because I always have more questions and and save it up for recess. But I would see people have used up their questions and, and peeing their pants all the time. And this was in fifth grade because the teacher was so mean.
0: No, at that point, you got to run to the bathroom and take the 15 yard penalty. Right. And, and flip them off as you're going out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to take this penalty because yeah. I'm, I'm not being one pants. But what I was going to say was okay. uh, I, I'm upset at Jen's mom because that question, when she when she came home, OK, one, you're either trying to trick your kid and make them lie or whatever. Or two, you want the underwear? Did you want her to tote this underwear around all day and bring it home? No. The rule is, whether you are in elementary school or <clears throat> you're at Discount Tire, when that underwear has been soiled, that underwear is dead, you know? <laughs> it's not going anywhere. It needs to go in the trash can, the closest place to where you peeled it off your pee-covered or poo-covered legs. It's got to go. But so Phyllis...
1: Uh I do you have any experience of this usually they put it in a little plastic bag and sit oh, at home Oh no
0: <laughs> no 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 I give permission to fire it
2: <laughs> Oh <laughs> um uh, the way that happens at Gus's school so he hasn't done this in a while I do have a pair uh, like a complete change of clothes mm-hmm. for him in his backpack like I have it all rolled up really small in the small compartment but um If he were to do that, he would just not say anything. (laughs) Good for him. I love um, that kid. That's how it would come home. He would just continue wearing dirty underwear. And then I would be like, kind of like what Luke's mom did. Smells like somebody. uh."
0: (laughs) I just, I could never see myself standing up and saying, I've just soiled myself. I just couldn't. At that age, I just, I was scared of adults. I didn't, you know, I was like. My business was my business. Um, yep. does he know about the change of clothes though?
2: He does. I remind okay. him about it sometimes, even yeah. though the reminder hasn't been necessary for a while, but mm. I just let him know, like when the, if they have PJ day or something like that, and I'm like, Hey, just remember if, if you get tired of being in your PJs or something, you ha- mm-hmm. you have, you always have this entire other outfit in your backpack. And he's like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. He's never used it. At
1: Ellie's school, they have lockers cause it's an old junior high. So, Every, oh, yeah. every student brings a whole change of clothes, um, mm-hmm. from like under socks, shoes in, in, in their locker. The only time we've yeah. ever, she's ever needed it is she fell in a mud pile. Po-
2: oh like a big yeah, that so, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor thing. Well, yeah, no, that's yeah. nice. I, but that's I, good I that she had it.
0: Lots of times in elementary school, junior high and high school where I wish I had another shirt or, you know, I mean, yep. cause shit happens or whatever. Right. <laughs> Yes. But I never thought about it. It really does. It. I never thought yes. about that. But it, you know, yeah. you could have if I had that change of clothes, I could have raised my hand like the, the the uh like Steve Martin in that movie and said, Do you mind if I go to the bathroom? And then just
1: Right <laughs> grabbed it. Right. That's <laughs> just, right.
0: Just gone for it.
2: Yep. Yeah. I, I really like Sean's
0: uh Sean's line about the the found poop being somebody's calling card.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You that
0: know is the it worst is. calling yeah. card I've ever
1: I've ever heard. Of. It's awful.
2: It's <laughs> so bad.
1: When I, when I worked at um Walgreens in college, there was definitely someone that had a poo fetish that would come into the men's bathroom and smear it everywhere. Cuz it oh, that no. happening once, shame on you, but when it's yeah. a couple times a week, that's someone getting jollies off that, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's
0: terrible. My neighborhood, yeah. oh my one God. of my neighborhood friends, kids from two doors down, <clears throat> he, um, they had a basement bathroom. You know, we all had these like semi-finished basements that our dads who weren't handy would try to put together, <clears throat> yeah. you know, a living space. And this kid, Philip Vanderweist, um, I was best friends with his twin brother, Patrick Vanderweist, and Philip had a thing about shit. And if you ever went into that bathroom in the basement, <laughs> he'd just draw all over the walls with shit. Oh, is he a serial killer now? So because that's oh one of those.
1: God. That's if, one of those checklist. If he checklist is, he's gotten things. away
0: with it because I haven't heard his name. So.
1: Yeah, that's oh. that's one of those checklist things of being weird about poop. Yeah. Oh God,
2: <laughs> that's vile. That's insane. <laughs> well, the thing I'm always tripped out by is um and I've never encountered this, but, um, cause I don't do that whole black Friday thing on, um, Thanksgiving weekend, mm-hmm. but a lot of people who have to work in those stores call it Brown Friday because people just poop all over their store. <sighs> there's articles about it and there's footage of it. No. And some of it is just that there's way more people oh. than normal. And there's always a certain number of people who do this, but, part of it also is people like loading up on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. dinner and then getting in some kind of crazy line at like two in the morning <laughs> right. and not thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. And I think my favorite story about that was somebody who <laughs> went in a dryer at Best
1: Buy. Oh, Oh, oh. like Mike says, there <laughs> needs to be a little bit more shame in this world.
0: Yeah. yeah. I agree. We could do, Just we could to do some crazy. shame.
1: Just to save fifty dollars on a damn TV, you don't need. You yeah. do not need to poop in a dryer. No.
0: <laughs> it's such Let a me great ask article. you guys this: How much of a discount would you need on that dryer after it had been returned Ugh. to its original state? And you, but you knew they it better had been pay me in. to take that dryer. <laughs> Hell yeah, no! Is delivery no. included? Uh, <laughs> no oh, man. Will it dry Hell underwear wow. by itself? Oh, oh God. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> Phyllis, you have a story about finding some poop
2: yeah, this was it's like there's something about finding poop that like it 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 never fully goes away. It's like an assault on your memory <laughs> mm-hmm. and this is one of those, um even though it only lasted like a second in my life, it just stuck with me, and it wasn't even a super crazy place to find it, but it the way it looked was disgusting and highly memorable. And so um there's this park in Seattle called Freeway Park and it's right over I five and it's kind of a cool idea. They built kind of like a little waterfall and these um, you know, concrete stairs and stuff all up and down over I five. Phyllis you nailed
0: it. It's a cool it was a cool idea. It was a cool idea. Yes, cool
2: idea. (laughs) (laughs) And and when it was kind of new, I remember, like, we thought it was cool enough that my mom and I would go down there with Mm -hmm. my grandma and, like, take pictures in front of it. Like, we thought it was cool. Um, But we are vile as a species and the park <laughs> allows for a lot of nooks and crannies just yeah. by its design. And so there's a lot of nonsense that happens in this park. Mm-hmm. And I was hanging out with my brother who actually grew up right by freeway park. He grew up in an apartment building right by the convention center, um, uh, next to I five in downtown Seattle. And we were crossing through that park and I just saw the biggest, most vile, disgusting pile of poop and i was like oh my god and just like what happened to that person (laughs) like so many questions um, right yeah like they look like they are not well you know (laughs) by judging by that and my bro i think my brother was just used to tuning these things out because he just he couldn't deal with it if Mm -hmm. he thought about it all the time and he was just like you think that came from a person and like you could just see his worldview shifting Aww. and just so many things becoming horrible. Cause I think he had always convinced himself that that was dogs and we were both adults, but I think he was just at a point in his life where he just had the horse blinders on, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, it's a different and smell. Just like, if we you never dogs, spoke about you know. it again yeah yeah it was yeah Shape and i and like smell. i've never even had one but it just like i was just like i just think based on where that is you
0: know, mm-hmm. i think that's a nobody was walking their great dane in that nook and cranny. Right.
2: yeah <laughs> not really yeah it, it was it was gross uh-huh. and a bummer <laughs> um yeah
0: i have a found poo story uh, i don't yeah. think i've ever told on this show um, yeah, when I used to work for papa John's uh before we moved our offices in Redmond, we had this office in Tukwila and it was an open floor plan at least for those of us lowly people that worked for the Papa John side and not the Red Robin side. They all had offices, and we had an open space so um i I didn't share my cubicle with anyone, but there was another computer terminal there, which was where it was hooked up to every every restaurant that we had and it could pull all the numbers. So we would often, you know, take turns sitting there and getting the numbers from all the stores that we needed and printing them. Um, so there's usually just an empty chair in that monitor behind me. And my friend Janelle would, she worked in another part of the office, but she would always come over and we would bullshit um, a lot. So she came over and she was like leaning against the wall on my side of the cubicle and and we were talking and... Um, there was a, there was a, a guy in our office. He was our it guy named Joe light. And it was a pretty ironic name cause he was probably the biggest person I've ever met personally mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. super, super nice guy and, and uh, had my back at all times. And, and, um, even, I think I've said this before he like warned me about looking at porn because I'd come in on the weekend just to get away from the halfway house and I'd looked at porn on the computer and he came (laughs) to me on Monday and and said like hey um, you know when you're here on the weekend you should just like take it easy or whatever you know he didn't even say what I wow but I was like gotcha (laughs) I will will take it (laughs) I will quote unquote take it easy so anyway that's how nice a guy this was and he, yeah. he died a few years after this incident. Um he got the gastric bypass or whatever and it didn't work out and he, he died just he was just un, oh. too too large to live. So oh. uh he he came over while well. Janelle and I were there and he he been he sat and he got whatever numbers, you know, and this chair, you know, was, was struggling to keep keep him up, but it did the job. And then he got up and left. And um, Janelle looked at the chair and said, "What's that?" Uh, and I said, I, "I don't know." And I, I like wheeled my chair over and I, I picked up this like little brown nugget, right? <gasps> no. And um, turns out, you know, Joe had a hard time, like you know, with his hygiene because of how big he was. And but <gasps> but I didn't make that connection. And I picked this thing up off the chair and I I was like, I don't know. And I smelled it. <laughs> I put it up to my nose and smelled it and then and oh. then and then I put it back on the chair exactly where I'd found it and um and Janelle said that was shit wasn't it and I did not say anything back to her my stomach was just turning and I just got up and I went to the bathroom and gave my my hand a rape shower and uh, <laughs> my skin is just oh. now growing back
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I was going to say how how did you um accommodate yourself without that hand anymore? <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> right, right, right,
0: One one that hand is... and one leg.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Well, yeah. you know, I um I like him because of how he helped you when he really could have not. And so, um yeah. I say um blessings upon him, the yeah. late uh Joe. But um, that's terrible. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's
2: really awful. Yeah. Poor him. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh. Like, I've, um, I've well, just, but. My oh, boss had to
0: talk to him a couple times about oh, that, that, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You got to oh. clean that up or whatever. Oof. I'm sweating well, just see, maybe I'm that's why he was so nice.
2: Because so. yeah, people had been nice to him about his issue. Maybe yeah. that's why he was nice to you about yeah. yours. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I would never have said anything about that shit <laughs> to him. Nope. Just, no, no, nope. just wheel that chair down to the dumpster and just fire it in there. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Along
1: with your hand, just cut it off. Uh, yep, <laughs> right. Just
0: can someone just machete this right here and uh, right? We'll, we'll and hopefully it.
1: you've uh, never picked up unknown brown things ever in your life. Again no, after that. no, we'll learn yeah, the lesson.
0: Janelle still laughs at me and laughs and laughs and laughs.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Um, I've <laughs> oh, seen no. lots of unidentified poop around because I've been to San Francisco. And mm. uh, for some reason, that place is just a toilet all over the ground. Um, but a funny story I have of pooping in public, not me, but Ellie. We were in Port Townsend for the day. And she's like, she had just recently been potty trained And so when she says, I have to poop, like it's, it's already like, it's, it's sticking out, you know? Um, And so we're running all around town and there's these big signs that say restroom. And so we're trying to find it, can't find it anywhere. So we're like, we're just going to have to go under this dock. So we go under the dock (laughs) and luckily because she was newly potty trained, we just had um, baby wipes like with us. And Mm -hmm. um, so Jeremy has to hold her up in like a squatting position and her pants are down and she's just pooping straight on the beach as he's holding her up and of course i had mm-hmm. to take pictures because oh. that's adorable um and then <laughs> because it's a beach there's lots of um dog bags so we picked it up of course because that's oh. really gross and yeah. um really, you know yeah. used the baby wipes and, and everything was fine and then we get out and we were just laughing about how funny that was and um, <laughs> she's like i pooped on the beach and was telling everyone and as we came out the dock under which she pooped was the public restroom. Like, oh. So oh man, oh boo! <laughs> and uh, I think I sent that picture to Luke because he was living there at the time. I'm like, um, we just
0: shit up your beach. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: probably cleaner under the dock than a public restroom. You probably did right. did better. Good
2: point. Right. That's right. amazing. <laughs>
0: Yuck. But we cleaned well, it up because oh uh,
1: that would have been terrible. <laughs> yeah,
0: I have uh, I have gone commando once in my life and it was a disaster. I will say that oh, I no. I didn't poop my pants. I just chose not to wear any underwear on a particular day. And uh, this is a this is a LRB exclusive. I don't think I've ever told this story to anyone. I think the only people that know about mm-hmm. it are my ex-wife and my my ex-stepdaughter, okay. and they they <laughs> like Janelle. They laugh and laugh whenever I I recall this time, or I usually don't recall it, but they make sure that, mm-hmm. that it gets recalled, you know? Yeah. Okay. So when we were living in Florida, we lived in married student housing, which was right by all the sports complexes. In fact, it was probably closest to the baseball field of any place that anyone ever lived. And I, I loved playing baseball and, and I, I like to, you know, go over to the field and like, toss the ball around and, and do some hitting or whatever with the with the guys, you know, That not like during an official practice that they weren't going to let me practice with them, but but like on off days or whatever, they would let me throw batting practice. And and what that meant was that um I would be throwing at just about my maximum capacity and almost blowing my arm out. And they would be mm-hmm. smashing the ball over the field like it was batting <laughs> practice because that's what it was for them. And they threw me a bone and gave me some gear. And one of the pieces of gear they gave me were some – um, University of Florida uh, baseball pants. And I loved wearing those. I, I, I cut them off because I'm, you know, I'm Andrew at heart. So I cut them off above the knee and I would wear these baseball pants as like my tonight pants or whatever. So one day we're going to go to the beach at Cedar Key and I realized I don't have a swimsuit. I'm not kind of, I'm not really a beach guy. So I don't have a swimsuit, but you know, Meredith's old enough now where she's going to start learning to swim and I can help her and so we're going to this this nice beach at Cedar Key, hour or two away from the house, and I just said, okay, well, I'll just wear my baseball pants. And for some reason, I thought, well, since we'll be swimming, I don't want like underwear, right? Like because when you have a oh, swimsuit, no. you don't wear underwear, <laughs> right? Yeah. So everything's fine. I, I look fine. It's, it's it's cool. I love my Allison's. I you know I look I look good in these pants. That's one of the reasons I like to wear them. So. Uh, We get to the beach and we we go tearing out there and I'm, you know, playing in the surf with Meredith and kind of, you know, holding her and showing her how to do the swimming and all that. We get out of the water and we're walking toward Mm -mm. Lee, who's set up on the beach. And um, Mm -mm. Mike, were they white? Were they white? They're white. Oh, yeah, they're white. Oh Yeah, they're white. They're white there well there's there's the University of Florida logo on the back pocket, but that's not helping you
1: right no, 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 that's not going to help you
0: that's not helping um oh. so we're we're approaching, and I see Lee like like shield her eyes, like cover her eyes like to make sure she sees what she's seeing you know in the bright sunlight, oh. and then I sit down and and she goes, "Look down at yourself, oh, and yeah, it was Julia. all out there, it was all out there, so uh. Uh, Wrapped the towel around myself, Um, went back to the car, and just said, you know, when you guys are done, (laughs) 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 we can go home, you know, because there were kids everywhere.
2: (laughs) Mike.
1: Everywhere, kids. Didn't Uh, (laughs) you do the wet, white math on that?
2: Yeah, right. That's
1: why they do white, wet t-shirt competitions. You, you're talking right. about wet wet wipes? Yeah. Wet oh, no. and white. White items yeah. get wet.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, I don't see. I I had no idea. I mean, my the lesson here is just guys never go commando because you just don't know. You just don't know. Because I didn't know.
1: I, I feel like there's a lot more at risk when men don't wear underwear. Yes. Right.
0: I think that's very true. Yeah,
1: Yeah. our bits are all up inside, so right, we can't injure ourselves.
2: (laughs) Right, yeah. Oh my god!
1: (laughs) So there you go, LRB exclusive. Yeah, that's a lesson to teach Gus.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I'll play this for him. About
0: about four hours, about four hours sitting in the car. Oh, in
1: Florida, in the summer. uh, Yeah.
2: yeah uh, <laughs> i'm surprised some other dad didn't just like run towards you with his fist extended at your head I, like <laughs> what the f are you doing i i think
0: uh i think we were probably not far from that because one of the things i like to do yeah. on the beach was like because this was back when i was in shape i like to run up and down the beach
1: oh, God. oh no
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah fortunately fortunately lee was was there and paying attention and uh and uh, th- that never happened because, yeah, I probably would have gotten oh. tackled.
1: Yeah. I wish she she had taken a picture yeah. oh, before no. telling oh, oh, you. Yeah.
0: Oh, for God's sake. No.
2: Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if that were now how many places on the Internet but, <laughs> from how many angles? Like it would, you would just look like you were wearing a thin film around your upper oh, legs.
0: If that were today with everyone with their cameras. <laughs> yeah. I would have been yeah. I would have been on some websites. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Of it,
2: <laughs> Ever, yeah, I would have been is.
0: in people's Twitter feeds. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, there's what kind old- of swimsuit is this, and why isn't it opaque?
0: <laughs> Get a load of this guy. I'm at the beach. Yeah, I yeah. just threw up.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, God. Well, and did you just did you stand up and say the water was cold?
0: Oh no, the yeah, water right. was very warm. Yeah, I I oh. I was everything that I was. You know, thank God. Yeah. Right, because <laughs> yeah, that would have been bad. Like a Puget Sound, <laughs> can you imagine? Just no. jumping out of the Puget Sound and in, in in your baseball. Your balls pants are just and, up inside you at that point. People would be like, that is that go. that looks like a dude, but he's got no junk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. God, the Puget Sound. Oh I God. hate I hate going out in the Puget Sound. I always hated it.
2: No, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And not not just for that reason, it's just like you're you, even by the time you're you're up to your ankles, you can't even feel your feet anymore it's It's insane, yeah,
2: yeah, no, that's terrible,
0: <clears throat> so definitely your your oh, nutsack man. is gonna retreat for a few hours,
2: yeah, <laughs>
0: uh, either one of you have any more underwear poo uh,
2: <laughs> I think that's it. That's so crazy. <laughs> I do love knowing though that that kind of thing happens in rich people's neighborhoods too. Like I like, I get why he was mystified by it and I love that that happened there. Mm-hmm. I think that's hilarious.
0: <laughs> I, I think and one of the, is a mystery. one of the reasons it, it happened there is because, I mean, I'm totally speculating, but just like in like freeway park or like downtown where, where there either aren't, Any or enough restrooms or the restrooms there are are private. No one will let you use them. Um, When you're in a rich person's neighborhood, nobody's going to let you (laughs) into their house to poop. So when you got to go, you got to go. Yeah,
1: totally. (laughs) I like to think that it was a maid's revenge. Mm. That would be great. But the housekeeper quit and left yeah. Left a little dirty yeah. on her way out.
0: I I would think, like, <laughs> right. if I were going to get revenge, I would, like, make it into a slingshot like David and Goliath, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And try to at least get it onto their front porch or... Yeah, or put it in the Maybe car. Maybe on their roof. That would
1: be good. <laughs> right. Underneath the front seat because... in the car.
0: Oh, yeah. There you go.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, if you get it onto the house, that's good maid re- re- maid's revenge because it's revenge that the new maid has to address. Mm. But if you leave it in the shrubbery, that's really just revenge on the landscaper. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, another shitty job for the <laughs> yeah, landscaper. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, or or your dog's, the dog's going to eat it if it were Ginger. No. Oh, She'd scarf me. that down in no time flat. Oh.
1: I let that dog kiss me. (laughs) Well, she hadn't
0: eaten any poop that day. Okay, good. Not that I know of, anyway.
2: (laughs) Right. Good lord.
0: Well, speaking of housekeepers, um, Christy? Yes. That's me.
1: Um, I just want to tell you guys, thank you so much for buying merch. We're sending out tons of orders and um, keep it coming. If you go to little red com um, under shop, you'll see, we just released some, uh, Walsh, Walsh and doormat stuff and case closed, which is a really funny thing. And drawings of our face, which is always weird and nice <laughs> to, <laughs> to have. Um, so yeah, keep buying it. It's awesome. And we're hoping to have even more coming soon.
0: Yeah. And the people that have gotten their raw shirts. They say they fit really nicely. Um, oh, yeah, Mike,
1: f- and our our take two of trying to get stuff uh, got sent out yesterday.
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so. Sweet. I can't wait to wear it. I'll take a picture of my stuff when I get it. <clears throat> I'm a pretty good model. Uh, how to get involved with the show. The website is dot Facebook. go to the Sten's page or our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Voicemail is 802-432-TDTL, 802-432-8285. And with that, Christy, can you get us out of here?
1: Until next time, this is the next party.
0: Uh, We love you, Jen, and I'm really sorry that happened to you.
2: Nailed it!